0: This is Science Friday, I'm Ira Flatow. We've been told for decades in all kinds of ways, TV court dramas, newspaper reports, you name it, about how each of our fingerprints is unique, kind of like a snowflake, right? Right there on the tip of your finger. But a new study shows that maybe each person's fingerprints are more similar to each other than we thought. How? Researchers trained AI. What else? to identify if a thumbprint and a pinky print came from the same person. Joining me now to talk about what they found is Gabe Guo, study author and an undergraduate at Columbia University, majoring in computer science based in New York. Gabe, welcome to Science Friday.
1: Yes, thank you for having me today, Ira.
0: Nice to have you. All right, let's get into this. What did you find? How similar are one's person's fingers to each other?
1: Yeah, so in summary, we trained an AI to find very statistically significant similarities among fingerprints from different fingers of the same person. So that means, for instance, we now have characteristics that can link your pinky finger to your thumb. And as for what those characteristics are, it's mostly due to the ridge angles near the center of the fingerprint, a region known as the singularity.
0: The singularity. We love that word in science, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. How is artificial intelligence able to determine if the fingerprints from the same person were similar?
1: We use a type of artificial intelligence known as a deep contrasting network. And I know that sounds really hard and fancy, but it's actually pretty simple. I'll break it down for you. All it is is an AI that tells you if two pictures are of the same thing or of a different thing. So, for instance, if I take a picture of my dog Bob today and they take another picture of Bob tomorrow, and I pass them both into this AI, it'll say... This is the same dog, but if I take a picture of my dog Bob and a picture of my cat Jim and pass them into the AI, then it'll say they're different. And we use that exact same strategy for fingerprints. Now, as for how we get this AI model to actually learn this, we just fed it a lot of data from a U.S. government database, and this data had fingerprints from all different fingers, and some of them from the same person, some of them from different people. And over time, after looking at this data, the AI just got better and better at finding the similarities
0: and differences. So let's go into what prior research suggests about the similarity of fingerprints. Didn't we already know that one person's fingerprints are similar to one another? What's new here?
1: Yeah, so there was previously a hunch that this was the case, but up until us, nobody was able to quantify it, identify the features that made them similar, and certainly nobody built an automated matching system. And yes, there is previous research that influenced us, so I'll list some of them. Uh, there was some research that came out a few years ago that talked about the genetic determination of fingerprint patterns, and that was actually what led us to investigate this, because if all fingerprints come from the same DNA but in the same person, then there should be some similarity. And then another work that also inspired us to do this was uh, a work that showed that if, uh, if you have a fingerprint matching system trying to distinguish twins, it can still distinguish them, but the error is slightly higher when you're distinguishing twins versus people who aren't twins.
0: Interesting. Speaking of interesting, how did you get interested in studying fingerprints? It's not something anybody sort of <laughs> wakes up in the morning and says, "Hey, I want to study fingerprints." Well, maybe you did. Right, totally. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
1: yeah, so uh as with many Americans, this uh, this project of mine actually came about because I was super bored during the COVID pandemic. You know, I was scooped up at home in Buffalo, New York, wonderful town. So I was having a chat with a professor from the University of Buffalo, Wanyo Shu. He's a great family friend. And at the end of the chat, he just casually posed to me this question. Gabe, do you think all fingerprints are really unique? And I said, what do you mean, Professor Shu? And he said, well, specifically those fingerprints on the same person. I mean, they come from the same genetic material. Surely there must be some sort of discernible similarity, right? And they said, I don't know, Professor Shu. I'll have to investigate that. And little did they know that offhand 30-second exchange would literally take over the next three years of my life. So, you know, I worked on it while I was still in Buffalo that COVID year. And then I loved it so much that I asked Professor Shue if I could take him to Columbia with me when I started at Columbia. And he gave his consent. So then we uh, collaborated with Professor Hod Lipson, who's also very wonderful. And now we're here.
0: Wow. Wow. So tell me how the process of getting this published worked. You, you got rejected a few times, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that whole process is very funny because, you know, while we were trying to get it published, one of the most common criticisms from reviewers is that, oh, we you know that every single fingerprint, even from the same person, is unique. And, you know, that's, that's kind of the – it speaks to the power of AI, right? It's really upending these conventional beliefs we previously had. So when we were faced with that criticism, we just kept running more experiments, providing better visualizations, and eventually it got to the point where our quantitative and qualitative evidence was so strong that it was incontrovertible.
0: Yeah, you came up with the same the same roadblock that we see with doctors facing AI. Oh, I'm better than AI because I just know my stuff. Well, then you test it out and you find <laughs> out, uh-oh, maybe I, I was wrong all these years.
1: Right. And I think, uh, to your point, I don't see AI as something that will replace human experts. Rather, I see it as something that can augment the capabilities of human experts. Because actually, after this study came out, we got a lot of interest from you know police departments, forensic scientists, biometrics companies who you know are inspired by our work and want to use it to further the state of the art.
0: All right. We've all watched Law & Order or some other of these crime shows, (laughs) right? And we've seen them taking all these fingerprints. Tell me how your research might be helpful in the field of forensics or even beyond.
1: At crime scenes, fingerprints are usually kind of hard to pick up. So typically at a crime scene, you'll only get maybe one or two discernible fingerprints. Let's say the right index finger. But the issue is, what if law enforcement or your private investigator only has fingerprints from different fingers on file? Let's say they only have pinkies. Well, with previous techniques and fingerprint matching, it would be impossible to link them. However, with our technology, we're the first in the world to find a way to actually match these fingerprints from different fingers of the same person. Thus, we can you know catch this criminal and make sure that the criminal doesn't cause problems. But of course, you know this is America, and we believe in freedom here, not just putting people away. And we show in our paper that when we use this method, we can actually narrow down the number of false leads that the law enforcement has to investigate by over tenfold. So that means for every one criminal that we choose to prioritize investigation on based on our technology, that's at least nine other innocent people who don't have to be unfairly investigated. And I think that's a win for everyone.
0: Is it precise enough yet to be used in crime scenes and in court?
1: As currently constructed, we can't use it as deciding evidence in court. But as we show in our paper, it's very useful for generating leads. And I also want to add that in our uh, in our research, we saw a trend where as you added more data, the precision and accuracy went up and up. And we only trained on sixty thousand fingerprints, so I'm sure that if the FBI decides to train this with you know their millions of fingerprints, they probably could get it to a level where it might be used as evidence. But uh, I'll wait for them to make that call.
0: Well, they haven't. Your phone's not ringing then from the FBI.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not allowed to disclose that information.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it ringing from other law enforcement people? Or are you now in a some sort of patenting situation where you can't disclose anything?
1: Yes, it is being patented. And yes, law enforcement agencies are contacting us. But I can't speak more about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know you're graduating in May. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. What's next for your research and your career? If you can tell us that is.
1: So I'm going to be pursuing a PhD in computer science in the fall, and as for this research, you know, this isn't just a new paradigm of fingerprint recognition or even biometrics. It's really a new era in AI, because for, you know, most of AI history, all the time, effort, and funding went into teaching AI models to do things that no offense, any human toddler could do. You know, is this a cat or is this a dog? Cool, but Now we have AI that isn't just recurgitating information, not just doing simple things. It's literally making new scientific discoveries. And not just new scientific discoveries, new scientific discoveries about our fingerprints, which were in front of our plain eyes for hundreds and hundreds of years. And yet none of us noticed this until we had our AI look at it. So we now have AI that knows our own bodies better than we do. And to me, the implications of that are just massive. So I want to embark on a a journey of AI-assisted scientific discovery. That's what's next for my research.
0: That's terrific, Gabe. And will you keep us in the loop? Come back and tell us what you're finding?
1: Oh, most definitely.
0: Good luck to you and to your graduation.
1: Yes, thank you very much, Ira. Pleasure speaking to you.
0: You too. Gabe Guo. Study author and undergraduate, soon to be a graduate at Columbia University, majoring in computer science right here in New York.